Welcome to Animorphs Anonymous, the podcast where we casually discuss the Animorphs one book at a time. I'm Casey. And I'm Alex. We've done all the books. And now we're diving into the TV show. Join us every Tuesday for a new mission. And don't worry, we promise to have you back under the two-hour time limit. Maybe. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a grave announcement to make. Incredible as it may seem, both the observations of science and the evidence of our eyes lead to the inescapable assumption that those strange beings who landed in the Jersey farmlands tonight are the vanguard of an invading army. The other thing was, is it was sealed in a way that I thought, oh my God, this is the smallest whole chicken ever. Like it was sealed kind of like how you'd get like a turkey for Thanksgiving where it's like the whole bird intact. Wow. Okay. But small, right? Because it's smaller. Is it like a Cornish hen size or? That it was kind of slightly larger than a Cornish hen. So I thought, okay, Okay. this is a small chicken. Then Scott opened the package and it all burst out into chicken wings. The whole package was chicken (gasps) wings just packaged into the shape of a small chicken. It's a chicken wing pinata. It was. (laughs) And he's like, I did not expect this. That's amazing. (laughs) Oh, God, I love that. It was like, I I was like, this is baffling. (laughs) What is happening? Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just picturing, like, like a tightly wrapped thing that looks exactly like a chicken, but then you open it and it, like, changes shape into chicken wing. That's exactly what happened. You're picturing oh it perfectly. God. That's incredible. <laughs> it's It was so <laughs> weird. Uh. <laughs> I love Good times. So Good times. Yeah. And how appropriate is it that we're talking about food on an axe-heavy episode? <laughs> so appropriate. Although he Even... never got to eat. Oh my... <laughs> <laughs> it's true, and I'm going to complain about that. <laughs> yeah, he was there. Even though this episode is called Tobias, it should really be Tobias and Axe. Yeah, it really should have been. Also, so many fucking security flaws in this episode. Oh? With... Axe just telling everybody his full name as if any controller oh. in the room isn't going to recognize it. That's, or like yeah. recognize the the structure of it, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And then Toby. <laughs> Toby telling <sighs> my new favorite character that I think this entire series should be about all his life story. Oh my god. <laughs> There were there were also a couple things regarding my dearest baby boy Axe that I didn't think made sense. Like, um, so this is his memories take place like theoretically like the day they find him or the day after they find him. Mm-hmm. But like he knows what money is and he knows how to hail a cab. I don't know. I mean, I'm not even sure I know how to hail a cab, honestly. Yeah, I don't know how that happens. How that works. But I don't know. <sighs> and I it's thought fine. this was going to be my favorite episode, Axe's Big Day Out. And in my head, I blew it up and remembered all of the Axe parts as being the entirety of the episode and was very confused. When <laughs> other things happened. Yeah. Anything else that happened, I'm like, what the fuck is this bullshit? I just want to go back to Axe walking through fields. <laughs> <laughs> well, so... 
For the audience, this is the only episode of Animorphs, the TV show, that I have seen prior to us starting the podcast Animorphs Anonymous. Because we watched this episode when you came out to visit me, like, two years ago. Almost three years ago now. And, like, we were sitting down to, like, read the first book to record the first podcast. And you were like, hang on, let's watch this episode of the TV show because it's fucking great. And we laughed at Axe together. We did. But, like, you know, cut to a couple years later, and I remember that I loved this episode because I loved Axe, but then, like, some other things happened, and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, I've, like, kind of grown in the last two years, and oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this isn't as good as I remembered. Well, okay, the first half of the episode is, like, perfect, amazing, wonderful, love it, ship it. Yes. Second yes. half, not so much. I don't know either. I, I'm i sure, though, that Christopher was really happy to be able to get back on set instead of just on the sound studio he, recording booth. He didn't have to be just a bird. He didn't have to be just a bird. He could be the man, Christopher, 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 Christopher. <laughs> he got to spread his wings and fly. <laughs> Oh my god, that song! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was like, what the hell is going on? I said the same thing, too. I was like, what is this? What is this, like, Sarah McLaughlin knockoff situation going on? Fly like, away, no. sweet bird of prey. <laughs> <laughs> in the arms of the hawk. <laughs> I I have a serious question for you now that you've reminded me of this being the only episode you ever watched, and that's like, why did you ever agree to record this podcast after watching that? <laughs> because... <laughs> I mean, first of all, Axe is delightful, and I was like, yeah. who is this person? I love them. Yeah. And second of all, you I think you did tell me up front that the TV show was bad, but the books were good. So I like yeah. put all of my faith on this thing that you told me. <laughs> I didn't lead you astray this one time. I, I, I took a chance and luckily it paid off. But <laughs> I, I was glad you told me that, that the TV show and the books were very different things up front. Yeah, yeah they are extremely different things. They are... Are you going to buy the uh, tin, the Animorphs tin book set? I'm going to look for it. Okay. And if, and I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. <laughs> I'll be like, okay, Matt, and put it in the cart. And he'll be like, what the fuck? No. He can't control you. He You're a free he spirit. He can't stop me. <laughs> be like, you don't have a Christmas present for me yet. Here you go. I did all the work for you. <laughs> Put the tins in there and then put cinnamon buns on top of it and be like, this is my day, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds like the perfect scheme. Yeah. All right. Shall we launch into this madness or? We should. Okay. We really should. Okay. We're all going to have a fun time and then maybe not so much a fun time. And then we'll convene at the end to talk about Accent Tobias and I'm. Very excited. And I'm preambling. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> episode 14, Tobias. Okay, the so. First episode of season two. All right. Well, for all intents and purposes, we are 
in season two now because that's what Amazon says, and we'll we're just gonna go with that because that's what we've been doing. Because my life is ruled by Beelzebubs. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff Beelzebubs. Just Jeff Beelzebubs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, regardless of season, we are on episode 14. It is called Tobias. Um, And the first thing we see and hear is an alarm clock, and it goes off, and I immediately have a heart attack and die because that noise installs in me a predatory and prey-like ability to either fight or run and kill everything around me. I fucking hate that noise so much. I mean... It's good, though, that you know that it's your fight-or-flight response and not your freeze response. Yeah, because you don't really want to freeze when you hear that noise over and no. over. You're like, I either need to run from the room or preferably throw the alarm clock against the wall. God, that yeah. is the worst noise. Yeah, who, even... like, at what point did everybody get together and say, this is the noise that every alarm clock must make? Like before cell phones were the alarm clocks of our lives. Oh my god. Uh, it's just, this is the reason that now I set my phone to like the the most like chill ringtone that like slowly wakes me up over time. Because I just cannot handle blaring noises anymore. I didn't. I mean, mine's just the like dun 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 and even that, that it's like panic attack immediately. Oh <laughs> no, no matter what the noise. Yeah, and I'm one of those people that like snoozes like 10 times. So my morning is just a repeated schedule of I'm exhausted, I'm panicked, I'm exhausted, I'm panicked. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I really need to work on my waking up schedule. It's not great. Have you tried one of those like natural light lamps that like Yes. Oh, you have. I have one and oh. I I thought it was chill but scott's like i hate this oh although i bet i could start using it now because he's our schedules have corrected so he is once again waking up before me which is the other thing i also wake up when scott wakes up and panic yeah. because sudden noise and movement coughing thrashing a lot of and... dropping stuff <laughs> <laughs> i just imagine when scott wakes up it's like a fucking like wrecking ball going through your house it kind of is. It, uh, it kind of, yeah. There's some morning, like every once in a while, he'll be quiet and it's really disconcerting. So I'll get up and I'll be like, nothing's broken. No one smashed anything. What's happening? <laughs> he snuck out quietly. What is this? Anyways, <laughs> sorry. Back to the episode. <laughs> uh, so, yes, we have the alarm clock of horror. Luckily, mm-hmm. a hand reaches over and turns it off. Camera pans over and it's Christopher! Christopher, Christopher, Christopher! Christopher! Christopher. Um, except apparently his name is Toby because a woman's voice from off screen is like, Toby, Toby, are you up? You don't want to be late for your first day of school. And he's like, it's Tobias, not Mary, not Toby. Not in that tone, but. I wish it were. Batman tone. It's Um, Tobias. It's Tobias. My name is Toblerone. (laughs) Um, I feel like book Tobias never would have he would have been like okay I guess it's Toby for you (laughs) I hate this but I'm gonna put up with it yeah I hate this but I guess I'll just continue on like this (sighs) I mean the show Tobias and book Tobias are very different 
Yeah, I mean, they are. I love probably, both of them, but... They're probably the most different, though. In, yeah, from the books, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, But he gets up, and he starts walking out of his room. Before we continue, I want to talk about this room, because... Oh, yeah, please do. It's set design time with Casey and Alex. <laughs> um, so my initial reactions to this room are positive because I think they did a good job making it look like a room that like a middle-aged older lady would have as a guest room. Yeah. Um, it's got like a wicker style bed frame and knickknacks on the, on the windowsill and like a porcelain lamp and like a bunch of other like non-teenage boy things in the room. Also, he like he like gets to the opposite wall of the room, and there's like ten hats hanging on the wall, <laughs> and like all kinds of hats, like pillbox hats and like bowlers and fedoras. And I'm like, why are there so many hats in this room? I'm freaked. I feel like that's such a '90s thing, though. Was like to hang hats on the wall. To hang hats on the wall, like as a semi decoration, decoration, decoration. De- Decoration. As a semi-decoration, like, semi-functional thing. Maybe it was just in TV shows that made me think that this was a thing. So I don't think I've ever seen it in real life. But I swear hat walls are not, at least not exclusive to this TV show, if not a 90s thing. I mean, I know you can hang hats on the wall in Animal Crossing, but, like, I think the only hat wall I've seen is, like, walking into a lids. I mean, that that is a thing that I've seen now is like people that collect hats, like yeah. those baseball caps with the sticker on the brim. Those <laughs> yes. are hanging on the wall. <laughs> but I swear, like you used to like see it with other hats where people would okay. be like, here's my son hat and here's my this hat. Like, I okay. swear that was a thing. Okay. I, I've been thinking about hanging up my, my not okay hat on on the wall in the office but i haven't committed to that yet Uh, another option for that particular hat is you could get the display box from the container store put it on a shelf Ooh, that's an idea this is the coveted hat this is the hat that is equivalent to michael jordan's shoe in space jam (laughs) that is hanging (laughs) over the mantelpiece (laughs) Uh, don't get my hat bugs bunny i'm on to you that's fair. Bugs Bunny is a wily motherfucker. He Not a is. coyote, but he is wily. He is sneaky, sneaky boy. There's a lot of hats. I'm not sure why. There's some band posters, I think, or like movie posters. Yeah, like posters. on the back of the door. There, yeah, okay. So there's one on the back of the door. I couldn't make out any of the words except for So They Say, which I looked up, and apparently that is a real band. But Really? Yes, but they... So They Say. So They Say. So they say a hero's leading the way. <laughs> um, but apparently that band started in 2006. Um, so. Oh, maybe they were fans of the TV show. We should reach out and see if we can get their, their people and say, were you fans of the Animorph TV show? And that's why you made this band. <laughs> that one obscure band poster in Tobias's room. Yeah, that you can see on the back of the door, only if you paused at precisely the right moment. Oh, hell yeah, we should reach out to them. And they'd be like, ah, oh, we never thought anyone would get it. Maybe we'll, like, get some, like, free CDs or something. So they'll be like, we never thought anybody would get this. And then suddenly we're friends with that one band. That band. So they say. Oh, my God. 
Oh my god, we go on tours together. I don't know where. There's it's a pandemic. Well, I guess just around their house. I'm so sorry <laughs> to burst your bubble, but apparently they broke they, up. They debuted in 2006 and then broke up in 2007. So. Oh, so this wasn't even a, a moderately successful band. I'm yeah. <laughs> I th- I think we should still reach out. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Maybe we can be what get the gets them back together, and then they will become internationally famous. Hell yeah! Extremely popular. I mean, I listen to them. They're not bad. They're they're okay. like they're like a pop punk kind of band. Um, oh, that sounds great. Yeah, uh, their most popular songs are like covers of "Forever Young" by Rod Stewart and "In Bloom" by Nirvana. So I haven't listened to like their original stuff, but I mean, they sound okay. I don't know. Let's All right, do it. let's get them back together. Let's okay, get Christopher in on this somehow. We'll we'll pull. We'll pull an Andy Dwyer and get Land Ho back together. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll have a large concert in the park. Yeah. Where we all sing There's 10,000 Candles in the Wind yes. together. <laughs> I will bring Pony. She will be our little Sebastian. Oh, perfect. Oh, my God. <laughs> Precious. I love this idea. This is great. I, I love this for like a post-pandemic. This is how we kick things off. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, the unity concert for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the room. That's that's everything in the room, basically. Um, Was spice. there a wreath on one wall? Sorry. Oh, to... oh, yeah, there is. There is. There's like yeah. a little like decorative flower wreath situation. Yeah. What was? What was? I mean, yeah, it was just weird. I don't know, like, I guess, I mean, I feel like most guest rooms are just, like, the place where you just, like, pile all your extra shit, so. Oh, uh. I'm fucking up this guest room royally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my guest room has, like, a pile of donations in the corner that I haven't been able to donate anywhere because <laughs> of COVID. Mine's got a bookshelf. I mean, this is where where I record in the guest room, so... Yeah. Anybody who's been on a call with us has seen my guest room. There you have it. That's what's in there. Nice. Me recording. I also have cast off dead light bulbs in the guest room. Why do you save the dead ones? Because they have to be recycled in a special way, I guess, depending. Some of them have mercury in it. Oh, okay. Toxic metals in my house. Yeah, I guess I was just thinking, like, I don't know of any light bulb that, again, this speaks to Scott and his friends. I don't have any burnt out light bulbs that weren't almost immediately smashed when trying to take them out. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, God. In my in my last house, we uh, I was like reaching for something in the closet and um, a box of light bulb fell off of the tall shelf and it crashed on the ground. And I was like, oh, shit, that's one of the ones with mercury in it. So I called Matt. And I was like, Matt, I dropped and broke a mercury light bulb. And he's like, get out of the house now. <laughs> like, don't breathe that shit. And of course, like, I fucking panic. And I like grab Lena and we go in the basement because there's like a door down there. And I'm just like, oh, no, what am I going to do? I poisoned everyone. It was fine. It was all fine. I'm still Yeah, I, I probably would have just picked it up and thrown it in the garbage and been like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i don't know i don't know i probably i would have been very chill (laughs) (laughs) i am not chill it's you know 
like, come on, people were wearing like all that shit on their faces and in hats and like in thermometer. Yeah. Like people were poisoning themselves for years and nobody even noticed them going insane until decades into their career. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh well. It was fun. Oh well. It's everything worked out in the end. <laughs> yep, that's the room. Uh Tobias goes into the bathroom, starts brushing his teeth, and his aunt's like, Was the bed comfy? And he's like, It was fine. And basically, it's like the most boring thing ever. Um, static. <laughs> I did like what? that he said it. I like that he said it was soft because that, to me, I was like, yeah, because he's used to being a hawk. But then I realized that's not what this was like seconds later. But at first, the first time I heard it, I was like, yeah, he was complaining about the bed being soft because he's used to sleeping outside. He's a hawk. You know, I actually wondered something like that, too. Not the hawk part, but like, he's, yeah, he was like, yeah, it was really soft. Like, he wasn't used to it and not sure if he like really enjoyed the experience and i wonder if that's because like he was sleeping on a shitty mattress at his uncle's house or like the couch or like the floor probably so like a nice little little detail that you could read into potentially there is a a surprising number of those in this episode i thought and then they never i i very bitterly every time they do a detail like that and then i think it through i'd be like this is a TV show. It probably meant nothing. <laughs> but like there was a lot of like little details that they threw in that very easily could have been like, oh, they're referencing like XYZ from the book. Yeah. And there's there's yeah. a couple things that Christopher does, like a couple acting choices he makes that like indicate Tobias's past that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I oh God. <laughs> anyway. Uh, as he's brushing his teeth and complaining about the softness of the bed, um, static appears over the footage and we hear Tobias thought speak and he's like, I don't believe it. That was me. And then the camera zooms out to reveal that all of this is playing on a tiny screen that Axe is holding. In a CD player. It is a CD player. (laughs) It is a repurposed CD player. Yes, it is. Oh my God. (laughs) oh my god and i used to when i would go over to my um grandma and grandpa's house my grandpa had this little like portable dvd like tv oh i know exactly what you're talking about yeah and i would just like (laughs) grab that and like grab a dvd and just like go upstairs and just watch a movie in bed and like it was just it reminded me of that and it gave me good feelings yeah but yeah it's totally a fucking cd player (laughs) It's absolutely a CD player. Uh, <laughs> and then it's the opening scene recap. My name is Jake. Can't trust anyone. It's all in your heads. Back with the boys. Axe and Tobias are hanging out by a river. Tobias is freaked out. He just watched his real life memories being played on a tiny CD player. And Axe is like, these are your memory, your real memories. And this recap machine is playing them for you and all that shit. And Tobias is like, yeah, okay, but I hate it. And Axe is like, do you want to stop? And Tobias is like, no, because I like to suffer. And Axe is like, okay, cool. And immediately closes the device. And then everything around them goes dark. Tobias is like, what the fuck? And Axe is basically like, I'm projecting your memories in 3D. Cool. Yeah. It's an immersive experience. And I'm like, why didn't you just do that in the first place? This is way cooler. (laughs) I, like, I feel like he maybe had to, like, 
uh, walk it to him slowly. Like the idea oh, like, we're going to sure. go through your memories. Okay, now we're going to go through your memories in 3D. Like, yeah. Okay, that was nice of him. Because, yeah, like Tobias is inhabiting the mind of a hawk. And the hawk probably would have been like, wah! I hate yeah. this. And, like, based on later in the episode when they cut from one of the memories and they're back where they were, mm-hmm. like, if Tobias had flown off, he would not have been able to see around him when oh, he's stuck no. in the memory device. But oh. he could have gone into the river and died. Or crashed into a tree. Aww. Or crashed into a tree. So, yeah, it was probably, like, a safety thing, too. Oh, way to go, Axe. That's so nice of Ugh. <laughs> Axe is so sweet in this episode. Axe is so sweet always. (laughs) He is, but he's like so wholesome in this episode. He, he, oh my God. I'll talk about this later. Yeah. (laughs) So great. Um, so yeah, they're, they're in 3D now, but nothing's playing. Um, Axe taps his arm and the bird hops up and Tobias is like, why isn't anything happening? Axe is like, you're not remembering anything. You control this, so fucking remember something. They don't, he doesn't say fucking, but I was feeling sassy. Um, and then they are transported to school. <laughs> Tobias has the worst yep. memories. Tobias does bring up the worst. Tobias, like, he's like, what are the worst moments of my life? Let's oh, relive no. them together. <laughs> the worst, most boring moments of my life. Yep. Although he does meet Rachel in this memory, so it's kind of good. I guess. Um, so they're in school. Human Tobias walks through the door. He's a grown man surrounded by children. No, he's also <laughs> surrounded by grown men. Other grown men. <laughs> they're all pretending to be children. They were. It's not like, working. They're all like 30 years old. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> also, like, nobody has a fucking backpack. Like, everybody's just, like, holding, like, two books. <laughs> oh, God. Um, some rude bitch sideswipes him and knocks all his books on the ground. And she says sorry, <laughs> but she makes no move to help him pick them up. Ugh. This was a meat cute waiting to happen, and she ruined it. Well, good, because there's four other meat cutes that are <laughs> about to happen. <laughs> oh oh my god okay so the next thing he does is he's trying to find his locker and he's got this little piece of paper in his hand and at some point he like tries to haul up his books and he puts the piece of paper in his mouth and walks down the hallway my heart exploded because in my comic my character puts a schedule in his mouth and walks down the hall and it's i just love that i just love that so much Uh, (laughs) that made me really happy (laughs) oh god so he approaches some lockers there's some big guy standing in front of them talking to a girl and his locker is open and it's blocking tobias's tobias taps him on the shoulder and he's like hey my locker though and the dude's like are you new and tobias says yeah it must be written on my forehead the dude somehow takes offense to this and is like i hate new kids i hate new kids with attitudes these are seniors lockers and this is one of the choices that Christopher made that I fucking loved. Tobias just gets this look on his face like, oh, God, I'm such an idiot. This guy is such a bully. And I just walked right up to him. I know exactly how this is going to go down. He's going to beat the shit out of me. And it's just this, like, resigned, like, I'm in such fucking trouble right now. And I'm just mm-hmm. going to, like, go along with this and just pray he doesn't punch me. And I just loved that so much. Yeah, I love that, too. <sighs> 
I just really felt for him in that moment. <laughs> um, Axe chimes in and thought speak, and he's like, wow, this guy's a dick. And the bully takes Tobias' locker assignment, and he's like, the underclassmen lockers are downstairs. That's right, you're an underclassman. Like, I don't even understand the whole, like... Wow, like, seniors, we're, like, the the coolest people here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's, like, no, my dude. Like, okay, here, and I never understood this when I was in school either. This, like, weird thing of, like, seniors are the coolest ones here, the superiority, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's some periods in your life where you think you're on top because you don't know that you're about to be on the bottom again coming <laughs> up soon. Like, anyone logically will figure out that eventually you will topple. But there is no clearer moment in your life that you are on top now, but about to be on the bottom, so have some fucking sympathy, you douchebag, <laughs> than when you're a senior in high school about to be a freshman in college. <laughs> it's true. Like, what the fuck? I don't get this at all. Maybe it's like, maybe it's like, I know I'm going to be like the new kid in a year, so I'm going to play it up now and just like act like a dick now while i can i don't know i guess i guess and even if you don't go to college guess what you're gonna be the new guy on the job or the new guy yeah. at the internship or the new guy at the homeless shelter i don't know you're gonna be the new guy, the new guy like, fucking figure shelter. it out <laughs> like just fucking figure it out the dude. new guy in army know. school boot camp. the new guy in the, yeah, <laughs> army exactly uh, army, army school. You know what they call boot camp in the real world. Well, there, I mean, there's military school, but I think that's technically there college. Is. Anyway, I don't know. I, yeah, either way, it's like it, this is the moment in your life where like you are absolutely not going to stay on top for more than like nine or ten months. Like, yeah. Figure it the fuck out. Yeah. I <sighs> mean, also in shows and movies where the high school is really like clicky and there's like the popular kids and the nerds and like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't, I mean, my high school had clicks, but it didn't have like a hierarchy like that. It wasn't like, oh, the cheerleaders and the jocks run the school and the, and the AV club is like the lowest of the low. Like it wasn't like that. We were just in different groups and sometimes yeah. the groups like overlapped in each other. Like the theater kids would hang out with like the Latin kids, like it wasn't that big of a deal. And whenever TV and movies like does this, I just can't really connect with it. So, yeah. And I feel like they like almost every show does this. Like this yeah. is entirely what the premise of Glee was built on. Yeah. Like, there's so many shows, all of them that depict high schools do this. And I just don't know whose experience that really was. I would love to know. Yeah, because, like, maybe a lot of high schools are like this, and mine was just different. Or maybe mine this is just... Wasn't, yours wasn't? I mean, well, mine wasn't. And I I had a weird thing, too, where we have two high school campuses. So, like, the oh, yeah. freshmen, sophomores are, are at one, and the junior seniors are at the other. Yeah. So, like, mine was even more pared down. Mm-hmm. But, like, I mean, I don't... I didn't even see any, like, groups interacting yeah like at all so yeah it was weird and i mean also i like you know i wore trip pants and was the president of comic book club and also on the fucking uh hockey team on the yeah fucking whatever you call it so like i i don't know i also traversed some weird fucking groups so yeah I don't know. 
Yeah, I I would love to hear from from listeners if your high school yes. experience was like how it's depicted in popular media because like I'm just I think it's like just kind of a narrative device. To yeah, I think so too. Compartmentalize people like that. Yeah, so. to create tension that doesn't actually exist. Yeah, so right in. Anonymous 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 at gmail.com. At gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the bully's here, and he's being a dick. And Axe even says he's being a dick. Um, luckily, Rachel sneaks up behind him, snatches the paper out of his hand, and is like, Oh, hey, look at that. We're locker neighbors. Here, come help me with something. And she grabs Tobias and drags him away from the guy. Cute. I love it. <laughs> um, me too yeah and Rachel's like don't let Gerald bother you he's been a senior for five years and <laughs> Tobias kind of laughs and he's like thanks for helping me and Rachel says no problem they introduce themselves and she points out his locker um, he tries to open it but it's stuck and she's like oh these lockers are ancient you just have to have the touch and she like lifts up the handle and like punches it basically which i loved (laughs) me too (laughs) (laughs) and she opens it for him and she's like do you feel welcome on your first day of school and he's like oh yeah i'm fitting right in um and then she throws a towel over her shoulder and she's like i'll catch you later and he stares after her and it's cute it is so cute i loved this interaction between the two of them it's when they first meet and Again, didn't get that in the books. Like, I like that they're adding to the universe here. Yeah. This is one of the few instances where the TV show did something good that, like, expanded instead of just ruining what already exists. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Also, um, set design segment number two, I was looking at Mm -hmm. Rachel's locker, and... She has, like, a bunch of animal pictures in her locker. She's got, like, a flamingo, and she's got, like, someone crouching down next to a wolf. (laughs) And, yeah. I don't know. Aw. I mean, I feel like Rachel wasn't, like, a huge animal person, but, you know, maybe they were just trying to be like, ooh, look, it's a precursor. And she, she does say that in the books, I think. If I'm remembering correctly, it was, like, I'm not a big animal person. I like them. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I'm not like into them like Cassie is. Yeah. I feel like that's really early on that she says that. So sure. I, I guess a little weird, but like nothing that like I still don't expect a 90s teen to have locker. <laughs> that's true. So Tobias looks after her and then everything goes dark. And Hawk dun, Tobias dun, dun. is like, what the fuck's going on? And X creepily responds, my turn. want to play a game Tobias (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it was so sinister I was like what are you doing it was a little sinister but there's also just like something in Paolo's voice that he could be saying the creepiest shit ever but because he keeps that like nerd tone yeah that like nasally voice yeah that like nasally nerdy tone it still is like my turn. It's like, oh, okay, well, I could still beat the shit out of you if I had to. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. Axe has that, like, just that, like, uh, I don't know. He has the, the edge of not intimidating at all to his voice. Yes. 
He's <laughs> he's just a cinnamon roll at the end of the day. Oh. <laughs> All right. Sarah, so Axe hijacks this movie memory, and we get into the brilliant part of this episode. <laughs> um, we cut to the barn, and Cassie is bringing in some blankets, and apparently the barn gets kind of cold at night. She walks into a stall, Axe is in his human morph, and she's like, how are Jake's clothes working out for you? And he says, very strange, and he starts playing with mouth sounds, ounds, ounds. Because he's perfect. Um, he turns around he and Cassie points out that he has the sweater on backwards and that the buttons go in the front and he starts trying to reach behind him and ends up just spinning around and Cassie catches him. Okay. Do I just have a terrible dirty mind or did this read as kind of like romantic and or like sexual tension in this scene? It absolutely read as romantic okay to me like when he spun and she caught him it was like an oh and now they're going to kiss yeah they didn't okay i'm glad it's not just me because i was watching this and i'm like i think they're trying to do like parental platonic like i'm just a friend helping another friend but like i don't know (laughs) no there was definitely i like maybe i just made up this tone in my mind but like i swear there was even like a musical note in the show that was like (laughs) Are they going to kiss? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it's just, it just read like that. It's like when two characters just like get a little too close and then they look at each other and then it's like, oh, we're really close, right? I don't know. Like, Well, okay. And then the way like she helps him like turn the sweater around, but instead of like turning him around, undoing the buttons and then like fixing it that way, she like has him slide his arms out and then she pulls it down his body and has him step out of it. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I don't know about this. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, especially when she's like, okay, like, okay, it goes super weird for me because it goes from like sexual tension moment, yeah. which was so out of place, yeah. to her like helping him dress like a three year old. Yeah. That doesn't quite get it. And it was like this weird, like, I understand the three-year-old thing more than the sexual tension thing, but just the whiplash of it was like, yeah. what the fuck? Okay, that's the exact reaction I was having. I was <laughs> okay, like, good. it went from like, oh, to like, oh, she's like dressing him like a child. I don't know. It just, I don't know. And like, this is how I feel about a lot of like, moments where Marco and Rachel are just, like, palling around, but then they end up, like, brushing noses together. I'm just like, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, exactly. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this real or what? Correct. What is happening? Uh, Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm glad I wasn't the only one. And I was like, do I just have a weird, dirty mind? Because, like, I didn't... No. I did not... I don't think of, like, Cassie and X as a ship. Like, I could see how it would make sense. Um, but mm-hmm. I just, I've never, like, considered that, because it's always been, like, Cassie and Jake. Right, right. It's so clearly Cassie and Jake from mm-hmm. the get-go. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm not necessarily opposed to them building something like that in the TV show. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying that, like, I I am, I'm a diehard Cassie Axe shipper, but, like, I'm not opposed to them playing with that sort of thing in the TV show where there's different, like, yeah. attractions and things going on. Because they're all, in, especially because they're aged up and they're teenagers. Yeah. Sure, whatever. Yeah. 
But like this was so out of nowhere. I know. It was just so fucking weird. It was really weird. Like tone was all over the place. The tone was like insane. Ugh. I'm I feel Ugh. so validated. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I I had the same and I was like just so lost with this like, oh, well, oh, maybe maybe I'm wrong, I guess. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. Just don't know. Vindicated. That's me. (laughs) So she gets him out of the sweater and she tells him he needs to practice on two legs more because he's still wobbly. And he's like, wobble, (laughs) wobble. Wobble, baby, wobble, baby, wobble, baby. That's all I could think of when he was doing that. (laughs) I love that. I was thinking weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. But. Oh, I haven't thought about that in a long time. Well, there you go. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, She starts to leave and she says she has homework and she'll check on him in a couple hours and he's safe because nobody knows he's there. And he says, thank you. She leaves and he puts on a leather jacket, which like, yep, I don't, I can't see Jake pulling off a leather jacket, but okay. (laughs) Maybe Sean, but not Jake. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like was like, is that Tobias's jacket? Like, even in my mind, I'm like, it's not possible that, like, Jake had that jacket. <laughs> but, like, that looked like a like a nicer leather jacket than Tobias's. Like, Tobias looks like he got his from, like, a secondhand store, kind of. But, like, this one had, like, like the zippers and shit on it. Like, all the metal yeah. accoutrement. <laughs> accoutrement. Accoutrement? <laughs> what is that shit? But yeah, I, I thought that was weird, but whatever. Um. <laughs> I, yeah, I thought it was weird too, but then I was just like, well, whatever. Yeah. Then a beautiful thing happens, and X reaches into the pocket and finds a crumpled $10 bill. Yes, he does. And I imagine all of the actors spent much time on set going, how do you even tell these apart in the US? Why is it all green? <laughs> <laughs> that's right because we're all canadian except marco that's right that's right marco is probably explaining money to them and he's probably like what's with your fucking monopoly money and they're all like how do you even tell the bills of-? have i ever told you this story i don't know why i would but one time um back in my high school days i i was dating a guy from germany and his mom just did not get the u.s culture at all like she was like constantly like what the fuck what the fuck? What the? F- I feel like her whole life was a question mark. And one time she went to the grocery store, bought groceries, paid, and then the guy just started handing her back wads of cash. Wow. And she was like, she was like, what the fuck? Like, she was just so lost. Like, what is happening? Why are you doing this to me? Blah, blah, blah. It turns out she had accidentally given him a hundred dollar bill. Oh, no. Because she couldn't like, she was like, the money is all the the same color i don't know what i'm doing and so when she just kept getting more and more money back she was just getting more and more upset like what are you doing to me wow (laughs) oops (laughs) she was great loved her oh my god yeah so anyways that's that's the story that i have and i of course always hear the the bitching whenever my relatives come to the u.s about (laughs) why does the money look like this why I can't tell anything apart? How do you? How do you care? And then I, of course, I'm like, well, you could read. Yeah, there's numbers on the on the corners. There's, there are numbers on it. <laughs> like you don't have to worry about the the dudes. Like you just have to worry about the numbers. Just by numbers, if you had to memorize. Actually, you know, 
it would probably be a great initiative to make people read money by the presidents that are on them. So then oh, yeah. people people could learn more presidents. Yeah. Although I don't think they're all presidents. No, because 10 is Hamilton, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And he was, he's never going to be president now. <laughs> never going to be, be president. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I was just tripping because like, that's like an old dollar bill or a $10 bill. When, yeah, yeah, it is. When everything was nice and small. And and I was like, I forgot that money used to look like that. And then I feel like nobody uses cash anymore. So it's all kind of whatever. I, you know, I did forget. So there's some situations where, like, you have to use cash. And one of the ones that I found myself in recently was when you go to trail ride at a park you have to pay them like in an envelope oh, at the yeah. front. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I never carry cash. What's happening? Blah blah blah. And then I opened my wallet, and I had like sixty dollars in there, <laughs> but I just never pay in cash, so I had no clue. Yeah. And then I felt rich. I was like, Oh my god, I'm king of the world. I can buy anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I have like sixty bucks from withdrawing it last september like before pandemic times or something and i just forgot it was in there yeah i feel like i got i got my 60 bucks before pandemic times too i mean now i'm down to like 25 but like you're just going on trail rides i went on one and they really gouged you oh no but yeah so axe was living that lifestyle also the change part of Axe's thing. That's my face, too. Whenever they're like, here's some change. I'm like, what, what? are you doing to me? <laughs> what does this mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> change into what? Change? What are you asking me for? <laughs> Is this an attack on my character, you asshole? People tell me to don't ever change. Now you're telling me the opposite. <laughs> Don't ever change. They wrote it in my yearbook. Oh my god. Do you remember the fucking ugh, yearbooks? Yeah. Hackus. Hags, yeah. Yep, hags and hackus. Hackus. I never got a hackus, actually. You never got we we almost exclusively did hackus. Oh, well, you guys are cooler and more edgy than I was. <laughs> we just swear a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> He has this magical money that he magically knows exactly what to do with, apparently. Um, Apparently. And he starts wobbling his way out of the barn. And Tobias is like, you went out that day? And Axe is like, I had to get on with my mission to try to learn more about humans. And there's a montage of him walking oddly across a bridge and then making his way to the road. And Tobias is like, looking good, Axe. (laughs) <laughs> I loved that. I, I and he didn't say it in a way that was mocking him either. It was like an actual like looking good, man. Like yeah, you really got this walking thing. That's awesome, man. Yeah, you're getting there. Yeah. Aww. Oh, I love them. I love, I love it. Friendship. I... Their shormship. Another thing I loved about this scene was there's this music playing, and it reminded me so much of the music in the Sandlot, the '90s hit really? film, the Sandlot. I don't... It's like it's like a piano thing. If you told me at gunpoint to name a tune in Sandlot, you I couldn't. I mean, it's not it's not like a a song. It's like a just ambient music. Yeah, I I couldn't oh. begin to tell you. If you played four clips of songs for me and said name which one of these is in Sandlot, I could not do it. <laughs> oh no. 
I will never know. Oh, I maybe watch The Sandlot too much. I don't, I mean, I I didn't watch The Sandlot a lot at all. I knew the the um forever yeah, yeah, thing yeah. like ten years before I ever watched Sandlot. <laughs> So I just was like, I don't need to watch it. I know the line. Yeah. I'm good. I mean, that's Save. that's the main takeaway from that movie, I think. I think so. That's the meme from the movie. But it's all wonderful. Axe is being great. Um, he ends up at the road and he starts trying to hail a cab, which again, he magically knows how to do. Um, of course. And a few cars pass him by and he maybe almost dies once or twice. But eventually a cab pulls up. The guy asks if he needs a lift. And Axe is like, no, I need transportation. And the guy's like, well, that's me. <laughs> and Axe is like, I am the cab. I am the transport. And Axe says, oh, many thanks. And he's so fucking delighted. And he goes to the back and he stands there awkwardly. And the guy's like, are you going to get in? And Axe is like, I'm waiting for the airlock to open. <laughs> so precious. <laughs> Oh, I love him so much. Oh, his dynamic with this, like, cabbie that's so fucking done. And the cabbie's just like, it's not going to open by itself. And I'm certainly not a chauffeur. So just lift up mm-hmm. the handle and pull. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I like how he's snarky, but, like, in the end, he is helpful. He, like, he really seems like the asshole with a heart of gold. Yeah. Like, I don't know. He was, like, a really nuanced side character. He was. I love... This is one of my favorite extras we've had so far. Um, so Axe figures out how to open the door. He gets in and they zoom away. Like, major props to this extra who actually drives like a cab driver. <laughs> very, very chaotic and aggressive. <laughs> Even though he's in, like, the suburban streets of California. Yeah. He's still oh like, I'm in New York, motherfuckers. Broom. <laughs> Power. Oh my god, the last time I was in a cab, we were taking it back from the airport to uh, to the place where we'd parked our car, and I swear to god, that cabbie did 90 on the freeway, and I was like, this is how I die. I'm going I, to die in a horrible crash. I would have been so pumped, I would have been like, yes! Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna get so home much. in 20 minutes, this is the best day of my life. Oh no. <laughs> I was frightened out of my head. I don't do cars well. Uh, so then uh, the cabbie zooms into view of an exterior of some building. I guess it's supposed to be the mall. It kind of looks like a DMV, but whatever. Axe gets out and starts awkwardly walking towards the door. The cabbie gets out of his cab and he's like, hey, six bucks, pay me, bitch. And Axe plays with the word six for a minute. The dude's like, you fucking kids, dig into your pockets and cough it up. <laughs> Axe is confused for a second. And then he eventually figures it out and hands over the $10 bill. And the cabbie kind of calms down a bit. He's like, that's more like it. (laughs) Probably because he didn't expect to be paid. Like, I feel like he was really expecting Axe to be like, fuck off. I'm not paying you and like running away. And like, I feel like if I had to really put a lot of weight onto this moment, that probably meant nothing. I feel like that was the moment where the cabbie driver realized that like, Axe was a good kid at heart, and he yeah. wasn't. He was a little weird, but he wasn't trying to like take advantage of this this cabbie like the cabbie originally thought. And that's yeah. the moment that he was like, "Okay, this kid's just misunderstood. I will be kinder." Yeah, in my, in my own aggressive, gruff way. Yeah, I yeah, I really liked that. 
<laughs> but then he's also kind of a jerk because he's making change. And Axe is like, are, are there going to be humans that resemble me here? And the guy's like, I don't shop in malls anymore because they are filled <laughs> with humans that resemble you. I fucking loved that. That was that such was a good dunk. So good. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Axe is just like, I, I can't possibly take offense to this because I just don't understand. Yeah, I don't even know what you're saying. Oh my god. It was so good. I loved that whole thing. Axe is like, okay, cool. And he goes, he goes to go inside and then the guy stops him and says, change. And then that's when Axe is like, change? Into what? And instead the guy just like takes his hand, shoves the money in and leaves. And Axe looks so happy about his $4. <laughs> he does. He was probably like, more bills than I had initially. I am rich. <laughs> and also I did a human interaction correctly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> He's so precious. He is. I love him so much. His next human interactions are not quite as successful. You know. (laughs) (laughs) He tries. He tries really hard. He does. And I like Tobias's really incredulous thing where we see Axe in this next scene, like walking into the internet cafe and he's like, you went to, what is it called? Siberia? Siberia. Yep. Yeah. He's like, you went to Siberia by yourself? (laughs) (laughs) You know, this was a really interesting moment for me taking notes um, because I I usually take notes with dictation. Mm-hmm. And I said Siberia for the first time ever into my notes and it spelled it correctly. It spelled it C-Y-B-E-R-I-A. What the fuck? I was like, okay, that's weird. <laughs> that is so weird. I expected it to... Like, S-I-B-E-R-A? Yeah. Yeah. It was so spoopy. That's so creepy. It's almost like, was it listening to the content and it was able to pull context? That doesn't make it. I thought so, but it still spells Cassie like Casey. And it can't spell Andalite or Yurk, which are the other two like main Animorphs things that I say into it. Oh, that's so weird. It's weird. I don't know about it. (laughs) (sighs) Fucking NSA listening to me. Oh, well. I just thought that was weird and creepy. (sighs) That is weird and creepy, and I hate it. Yep. I mean, I'm also really, really impressed by it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, finally, it's like, I'm like the cab driver in this situation. I was like, that's more like it, I guess. (laughs) This is where I wanted to get to eventually. I just wasn't expecting to... You know, not have to fight you with my fists. Yeah. (laughs) And that's such a weird one to get since Siberia is a very legitimate and real word, unlike Andalite and Yerks. Yeah. It's so, it's even weirder that it picked the correct one. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know either. If anybody works at Apple, at us, (laughs) anonymous works at gmail.com, you have an explanation for this. Yeah. Also, if anybody works at Apple, add us a second time because I have questions about Apple Maps and how to make that shit work better. <laughs> Ugh. Anyways, Harsh. I'm sorry. This is a little bit of PTSD for me. We can move right along from this. You're triggered. I'm just, I'm so enraged right now. I'm so sorry. It's not Would your you like- fault. <laughs> Would you like to experience Axe trying his best? Yeah, please. To calm you down? Please, I would love that. All right. 
So he's in Siberia. There's some people there. Um, and he just starts like walking up to people and talking and introducing himself and trying to be cool. Tobias is like, I can't believe you went in there acting like that. You're like John Travolta in Greece. And I'm like, what was that comparison? The resemblance ends with the leather jacket. What are you doing? Have you seen Greece? Was Tobias just really trying to talk him up? I think he was trying to make a pop culture reference. And I don't blame Tobias for this. I blame the scriptwriter. <laughs> They're like, oh, there's a leather jacket involved. It John must Travolta. Be <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that's a movie that all of these kids will have seen. That musical oh that's God. about sex. I'm sure all of these 10 year olds will have watched it. Christ almighty. Also, I just hate Grease. I mean, if you're telling me that this was a thing that 10-year-olds watched, I'd believe you, because I just fucking hate it so much, I avoid it. <laughs> I really hate Grease. I'm sorry. I hate oh, it. No. The songs, the concept, the actors, I hate everything oh. about Grease. You're going to love chapter eight of my comic, then. <laughs> <laughs> Even, like, when other, when I hear covers of it, I'm like, ugh! <laughs> oh, no. There was, did you ever see that TV show that was about, um, like, adults that come back to put on their, their high school musical for one Oh, I've heard of it. It's on Disney Plus? Yeah, I watched yeah. a few episodes of it. And it is pretty delightful, actually. Um, okay. And I, they did Grease, and I was so upset. I'm like, I'm going to fucking hate this episode so much. I'm really upset that I'm watching this. I hate this. But then, like, the one guy came back the the guy that had to show off his ass to everybody and he oh. just knocked it so far out of the park like he was into it he was like he just he killed it and like his joy made me it got me through the episode i didn't enjoy okay. it but right. he got me through the episode and i was like okay <laughs> uh. anyways anyways x is trying to talk to people it's not really working out because they're not. just ignoring him he spots this uh, the circular arrangement of computers that have the globe from the last episode suspended over them. Um, he heads over there, and he starts watching some guy playing a video game. He's like, is this a training program for human warriors? And the guy's like, yeah, exactly, dude. And the guy gets all excited because he's annihilated the fire base or some shit. You can tell this dude is supposed to be cool, but he's actually a huge fucking nerd. Yeah. Um, which is cool. It's cool. But... Axe starts well actuallying him about not being able to do all that cool shit with such a primitive controller. <laughs> Which, like, <laughs> his arguments didn't even make any sense. <laughs> yeah. He's just he's just spewing nonsense. And... He is. Like, there's so much he could have said about, like, the graphics aren't good enough, the lag time, the, like... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's fine. But the dude's getting annoyed. And Axe rambles on and eventually ends up with, I'd worry about the safety of this planet. And then the guy puts his hand on Axe's shoulders and says, I'd worry about your own safety. Cool line, bro. Cool, dude. Cool. What's it like Uh. to be so cool? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking nerd. (laughs) Fucking nerd. (laughs) But then we are back to black. That's right. Tobias just hijacked you back, Axe. (laughs) He did not creepily say, it's my turn now. No, he just did it. (laughs) He's like, it's Tobias time. Actually, I do wonder if the the memory thing they were in just like 
since they're both in there and they're both remembering things, maybe they it just like switches to a different person like involuntarily. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like when everybody's talking in Google Hangouts and it freaks out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh God. Yep. Oh man, but they should have had like a cool mashup of like Axe and Tobias's memories, and it's just like this coagulation of of both things. Oh, that would have been. That would have been cool. Yeah. But I kind of wonder if if it switched to Tobias because Tobias like sensed that this was going to be like a bully moment and maybe he just like needed a moment to be like, oh God, like, I don't want to see this maybe. Oh, that would be so cool. Like it read his heightened emotional state. And so he took over because he had like a spike and something. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's such a cool explanation. I don't know. I'm applying it. I don't give a shit. That's badass. Cool. I helped. <laughs> I helped this episode a lot. <laughs> you always help the episodes. Always. Oh my god. Axe turns to look at like what the fuck just happened, and then he says, Elfangor? And Elfangor's face swims into view. Axe is like, what the fuck, Tobias? And Tobias <laughs> says, this is the night that Elfangor died. And we see the cube, and we hear Elfangor being like, Guard this, Tobias, with your heart and soul! Oh my and god. I got... See- so excited that he was gonna chuck this over his head again and it never fucking happened oh my god the reason he had to chuck it in real life is because he's holding it out to Tobias and Tobias just can't fucking grab it he's just like reaching for it and nothing's happening so no wonder he had to throw it in real life yeah (sighs) anyway Axe freaks out he's like stop this now I'm very upset Mm -hmm. Elfangor my brother and then we fade to commercials Uh, uh, Not commercials. (laughs) Not those. We're just getting to the good part. Okay, so just to go back to what we were saying before, this this is a reason I like your theory that you just came up with even more about the emotional thing where Axe was able to override and shut it down because his emotions got more intense in this moment seeing his brother who died. So I feel like your theory really, really holds up here. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. That is axe music and you can't convince me otherwise. <laughs> I I will not be convinced otherwise. That is axe music. Uh commercials back with the boys. Tobias says he's sorry. Did you did you just tell a Canadian accent joke and then laugh at your own joke when you got no <laughs> response from me? Yeah, yes. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm Minnesotan and I apologize for everything, so I'm basically Canadian. I can make that joke. <laughs> I got hit by a bike once and I said sorry. Oh, yeah. I've definitely done some shit. Oh, my God. Uh. <laughs> um, so Axe is distraught, but he tries to shrug it off. He says he, apologize, or he apologizes for interrupting. And he decides to stop 3D projecting and goes back to the CD player. Mm-hmm. Um, Tobias tries to comfort him and say that Elfanger was a rad dude and they enjoyed meeting him. But 
but he, he was having a hard time adjusting to the morph life. Man, Elfanger, he was just, he was really real, you know? He's just like a real Straight dude. Straight up. He was a good dude. He's real fucking chill. Probably because he was dying. He was but, dope. Yeah. He was like, nice. just the most genuine, radical dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Human Tobias is running through the woods and he's all sweaty and gross. Oh my god, he was like disgustingly, drippingly sweaty. Like, he had a been humid that day. Oh my god. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was like the running part as well, but he was just disgusting. Yeah. Well, he's also wearing a leather jacket and that like keeps heat in like crazy. So, he's fucking moist. He's just sopping. Sopping wet with sweat. <laughs> so fucking gross, God. <laughs> oh no! It was the sheer amount of sweat. Okay, like yeah, it was just glistening. so much. He wa- he had a layer over his entire face, and then rivulets coming down his forehead. He was like Edward Cullen, sparkling in the sun. Yeah, but with sweat. Yeah, Edward Cullen would never sweat. Well, probably not, but <laughs> Stephanie Meyer's problem to deal with. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he's been running. Bird Tobias explains this was the first time they were all trying to morph, and he was freaking the fuck out. Um, yeah, he, they just met an alien for the first time, couldn't deal with it. Um, there's this weird moment where human Tobias is leaning against a tree. There's about 30 seconds of him, like, responding to bird noises and just like fucking tripping out like the camera's like swirling everywhere some of those were chipmunk noises not to oh really not not to be (laughs) he was responding to the sounds of the woods around him (laughs) but like i couldn't tell what what the goal of this was if he was just like scared or like realizing that animals are all around him and he could morph any one of them i don't know i definitely read it as like because everybody is turning into animals, and now I'm realizing there's animals everywhere, I'm freaking out because I don't yeah. know if it's them or real animals, and I yeah. be- I just read it as, like, it's all overwhelming, and he didn't know what to do. Sure. I don't That's know. fair. That's fair. I guess. Um, he says he's McFreakin' losing it, doesn't know what to do, and... Axe chimes in like, oh, you didn't want them as your friends? And Tobias says, I didn't think I needed friends. And we see him reading a magazine on his bed, and he hears his aunt talking from downstairs through a vent. And I didn't quite catch what she was saying, but she said something about sending him back to his uncle, and Tobias looks so fucking done. Yeah, that's all I could hear as well. The rest of the, the dialogue was really garbled, and like you could hear like, can you believe it? And then like Toby over Tobias and then like yeah. the sending back to the uncle. But otherwise it was just really like, you could hear like one or two words and the rest of it was like very much like wah, 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 <laughs> Charlie Brown style. Yeah. Uh, so he looks sad. Uh, then he's back at Siberia and he was playing games and he hoped it was all a bad dream, but he played all of the games and it didn't go away. He goes to a different table and sits down at a computer. (sighs) (laughs) And then God appears. Oh my God. I need a minute. This was, okay. 
I fucking loved this so much because of how <laughs> god awful and cheesy it was. I okay, I'll tell oh. this part. You you take a minute. I, <laughs> I maybe I should say my thing first though. Okay, say your thing first. Okay, like this is a trope that appears yes. in American cinema. Okay, you know what I'm getting at. All right. I do. I do. Okay. It's awful. This whole thing is awful. It's- Oh my god. <laughs> I, like, he came in and I was like, oh my god. The magical black person is here. Are you serious, Animorphs? Like, what are you What are you doing? Like. It was uh, so insane and unnecessary. <sighs> what I think we were expected to... I mean, I don't even know what we were expected to guess, but my first thing was, okay, they're trying to say, like, this is the Elemist. Right! But they already have a dude that played the Elemist, and Tobias doesn't know him, so he could just appear as the actor that played the Elemist. And then we'd be like, wait a minute, we've seen him before! Yeah! What the fuck? (laughs) But instead, they're like, we need Fred. (laughs) And they could have just been like, I just... Like, that's what I thought, too. It's like, I thought this was supposed to be the Elemist. But, like, there's... The only indication that this might be the Elemist is that he, like, disappears at the end of the scene and we never see him again. Yeah. Like, he doesn't come back at the end and be like, oh, by the way, I was the Elemist. He is and literally... And he? And I'm just sitting here dying. I'm just sitting here dying. And then I got down a rabbit hole looking up the, the magical black person trope that, that is very... Common in Hollywood. Tell me what you learned, because I I know of this trope, but you have just researched it, so I want to hear I mean, like, this scene is basically, like, the cookie-cutter example of this trope. It's, like, someone we've never seen before. It's not always like this, but, like, it's usually, like, a completely random person. He's usually, like, a janitor or, like, an employee of the the thing or whatever. I don't know if he was that. Absolutely. I saw him, and I was like, oh, it's the janitor. Of course. I, 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 yeah, I don't know if he was a worker or something. I don't know. And, like, maybe it's maybe he was just a patron and it's racist for me to think he was a janitor. I don't know. But, like... I feel like and it's again, a like, more than anything else. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's part of the trope that it's usually, like, a prisoner yeah. or a janitor or something. And I should preface this in saying, like, obviously I'm a white woman. I'm not the foremost expert on this. Like, take what I have to say with a grain of salt. But, like, it's... It's like a black person that appears to help the white protagonist with their problems and say just the right thing to guide them back on their right path and make them realize their full potential. Like, it's basically this scene is the magical black person trope. And if you want to read more about it, there's lots of articles online and there's actually a really good Key and Peele sketch about it. <laughs> okay, now <laughs> like, I'm looking that up right after this. It's, it's really funny. Like, <laughs> it's, yeah, I I would just check that out if you want to, like, get the gist of what's going on here. But, like, yeah, it's, I was cringing during this scene. I was like, really? I was, yeah, it was, like, so fucking insane. And it's this shitty trope and everything. And I was just, like, delighted by how much the whole time watching it, I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And I was just delighted at how 
completely out of this TV show I was taken, how insane yeah. this turn was, how unnecessary this was, how little sense it made. Like, how lazy it was. <laughs> it was... Like, they... They almost had to go out of their way to make this happen, and it's yeah. completely unnecessary. It feels like, like it's so. It feels intentional to me. It feels like they watched a movie that had this trope in it, and they're like, "Oh, let's just do that." Yeah, like, and I don't think like I don't think a lot of people realized that this was a thing in the late nineties. Like, that's from all the true. research I did. Apparently, like Spike Lee coined the term in like 2001 i don't know if that's true but like that's the alleged story Mm -hmm. so like i think it was a thing like obviously it was a thing but like people didn't like realize it was a thing i don't know but like holy shit (laughs) it just yeah (laughs) it's insane (sighs) it's so insane and it makes no sense in the context of this episode like i was i was mulling over this yesterday i was like okay what would i have done different and I think, I think the thing you suggested was having the guy who actually like played the Alamus come in, and that would have been like probably the best scenario. But like I was thinking, like, okay, why couldn't he have just like talked to Rachel? Why couldn't we have just like rolled exactly. this in with the Rachel scene earlier? And then maybe she's like, oh, actually, morphing isn't so scary. Like I'll morph with you. They morph birds and they go fly together mm-hmm. to that shitty song that's coming up. And like it could have been like. Showing Tobias that it's not scary to morph. Rachel saying, you don't have to fight, but I am going to because it's the right thing to do. And you get a bird date. Or you want to go lower budget than that. And I understand this. So let me give you the solution. In the book, Tobias's call to action to fight was always Elfangor. And Mm -hmm. at the time that we were talking about in the show where that flashback happened he would still be going through the packet of information that Elfangor put into his head. So yep. why doesn't he just start having like these flashes of Elfangor yeah. that like, and the different information that encourages him to fight from that scene? Yep. That, that was the other thing I was thinking. Like if you like have <laughs> Elfangor like appear to him in a dream or some shit and be like, Tobias, you have to help though. Sure. Any, yeah. Any one of those things. Yeah. Like it's just, <laughs> it's baffling and like that's why i was so like delighted by this left turn because it was it's almost like when you watch like an accident happen and you're so shocked all you can do is like laugh at it because you're like ah, what the fuck just happened here <laughs> yeah i was just like staring at in disbelief i'm like are you serious right now i i was just like laughing because i was like i don't know what to do <laughs> Like, what the uh, fuck? So, just, uh, I just don't know. What what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck, man? What the fuck? Makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Fred's yeah, I here. Think we, yeah, Fred's here. I I feel like. The dialogue isn't even worth getting into because it's again just cliched. Yeah, it's we the googled most, this. <laughs> yeah, it's the most standard. Like, oh, you look like you're sad, and Tobias like, yeah, I'm sad. I have to save the world, and the guy is like, oh, like you should team up, and and things don't bad things don't happen to you. You gotta face your problems. It's so like 
cliche cookie cutter like it feels like a parody it's so cheesy it like absolutely feels like a parody fucking go watch that key and peel sketch and just like you'll it's it's that basically which is a parody of like this trope so it's oh man it's it's, even it's like, ridiculous even the way they're talking suddenly like just breaks out of the character of the show yeah. and just like it's just so bad <sighs> not great it's like watching a car accident happen well and this is like this is a definite downside of not making tobias the most gung-ho to actually get into this fight like he was in the book is that like later you have to find a way to convince him to fight i mean i don't even know that they had to like really go this hard like yeah he could have just come around on his own he could have been scared he could have run away but then yeah. come back and been like, I'm sorry I ran away. I was scared. And yeah. like, that. okay, here's the other baffling thing. If they had cut this scene out and just go to the next scene with him and Rachel, yeah. it would have made just as much sense because they basically do what we just said to yeah. do, bring Rachel in and have a conversation with her in yeah. the next scene. Yeah. So what? This scene was not only awful and terrible and a trope and kind of racist it was also unnecessary on top of everything else (laughs) yes oh god yeah and this is (laughs) this is the thing i alluded to earlier where i was like i didn't remember this scene like three years ago i didn't remember this scene at all and i've seen this episode probably more than any other episode of this tv show i didn't remember this happening at all yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. It was fucking insane. It was so insane. I just kept laughing. I was like, what is this? Why well, is this happening? The thing that really, like, fucked my brain, though, was at some point, Fred says, things happen. Oh, my God, you thought really. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, Randolph. Oh my god. Yeah, oh no. like another really problematic, like, mystical oh. Native American thing. Yeah. I, on top I, I of was, everything else. I was definitely thinking about that, too. I was like, oh no. Does yeah. Randolph fit into this trope? Oh, Randolph, the character of Randolph is absolutely a yeah. trope. Yeah. Yeah. It's, man. And it's like, it's so many movies. And, it's all, and things. All of them. Like, it's everywhere. Yeah. Ugh. <sighs> And I mean, 2020 eyes, right? There's yeah, there's been sure. growth in the last 24 yeah. years, 25 years. But yeah. yeah, yeah, this was not great. Yeah. Yep. I did. I, I mean, I loved the shock to my system, though. I did love just like. <laughs> I appreciated that hard reset that I received. <laughs> it was. It was like. I was just having a good time watching the show, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, I've been punched in the face, and I'm here now. Hi! <laughs> like, it was so fucking weird, and I loved it. It was, God. <laughs> I loved the reaction to it. Hated the scene, hated everything about it. Yeah. Loved the reaction, where I was just like, what the fuck happened here? <laughs> it was like It was like when I blew up when I really blew up the microwave, not just burned it down. It was like the time that I exploded the microwave. And when you walk into the kitchen to the absolute 10 foot radius of explosion gore, and you're just like, 
What the fuck happened here? <laughs> what is this? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I had quite that reaction, but like, I, I can see where you're coming from. It's just, it's like, it's so bad, it's kind of funny. But like, yeah. also not funny, but also funny. I don't know how to describe it. It's, it, I honestly, the only thing I can compare it to is like an accident, like, like yeah. a car accident or like the microwave exploding where you're like, this is so terrible. My reaction is completely I think, inappropriate. I think that is a psychological thing, though, where if you experience like an emotion, your brain gives you the opposite reaction to kind of like balance itself out. That's why like when you see like a cute animal, at least when I see a cute animal, I'm like, you're so cute. I just want to squeeze your head yes. until it explodes because it's like I'm not actually like wanting to do that, but I'm feeling right. so many like like endorphins that I'm just my brain is like okay calm down violent thoughts think violent thoughts yeah exactly (laughs) i don't know that might not be a thing i don't know i know nothing i believe that is a a thing i believe i've read an article or two on that not not the laughing to the horrific thing but the the (laughs) not laughing at racism (laughs) it's like i don't it just it just really like i watched it happen and i just started laughing like what why what is this? Why are you doing this? <laughs> it would be like, oh, it just, it was baffling. And I, I don't know. It's just so bad. It's it just makes so, no sense. It's so random. It's, yeah, it was kind of like so many things went awry in that moment. Like, it was just, it was laughing at the chaos of it all. Like, yeah. How did this get in here? How did this happen? Who made these choices? At what line of questioning led us to this moment? How did it how did it go this way like this? Like how did how were we here? Why is this happening? I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, I guess it worked. And Tobias is now convinced to do something. And the guy's like I'm Fred. Bye. They yeah, fucking... that's literally what he says, too. <laughs> My name's Fred. Goodbye. <laughs> what? At least, at least he has a name. <laughs> like, I guess. Uh, yeah. I guess. I mean, I guess it's good that he has a name, because otherwise we're not passing. I mean, we're not passing the Bechdel Wallace, but <laughs> I guess this is good. <laughs> I, guess. I don't know. Again, I'm just pleasantly surprised to be here. Like, I, I'm so in out of my depth that I'm like I'm just sitting in the chair in the back of the room like I guess I'm happy to be here <laughs> <laughs> this is happening to me <laughs> this is happening to me I have no say in this I guess this is something <sighs> yep all right let's let's wander away from whatever this okay. is okay <laughs> sure <laughs> <laughs> um so he disappears. We cut back to Tobias. He's crouching on the ground in the woods. Starts morphing bird wings, and then he reverses the morph and needs to have a minute to collect his thoughts because yeah. he's freaking some more. And then and he I tries have... again. He fully morphs. He's a bird on the ground. He screams a lot, and then he takes off. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> then we play the Sarah McLaughlin tune. <laughs> Yeah, because this episode doesn't have enough complete and utter fucking insanity. We get this fucking... On the wings, 
wings of a red tail were actually a Harris hawk. Oh my god. It was awful, whatever this song was. It's so much. (laughs) Like, like, hello, probably Canadian singer-songwriter Gloria Bidet. Can you please write a song about a bird of prey? And how it's flying for our TV show. And I can only imagine that as a, I mean, this is pretty generic, but I'm going to say it has a bit of like a country-ish twang to it. Yeah. She's probably like, bird of prey? Sure. I love Jesus. And then they're like, (laughs) no, no, no. Support the troops. I love my mom and the troops. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I can only imagine that she was probably like, researching it later like oh that's not what they meant i should not have agreed to this (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it's it's a lot it is a lot it's sappy it's incredible it's it's not incredible it's it's you know i think this is the moment that broke me i think the other scene set me up for failure yeah and then this started and it was just like I was once again just punched in the face with some other disbelief train wreck that I couldn't quite comprehend. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't even know what's happening anymore. Oh, and this was the part that I started laughing out loud and I said, what? And then Scott (laughs) came in and he goes, what is happening? And I was like, it's Tobias. And then Tobias and Axe appeared on screen a moment after this. And Scott goes, should I know who that guy is in reference to Tobias? And I said, Yes, it's Tobias. And he goes, should I know who that is? And I was like, yes, you've watched a lot of the TV show. You should absolutely know who Christopher Rolfe is. And he goes, I don't think I should know who that guy is. And then left. And I was like, what just happened to me? (sighs) So there was a lot happening. This was like four minutes of just absolute chaos in my mind. Christ. Sounds... It may have looked like I was just drinking coffee and watching a TV show, but it was an emotional roller coaster. For me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, so Tobias is flying to this music, and he's narrating. Yeah. And he's narrating about how, much like Axe, he was a little wobbly at first, but eventually was riding the thermals like a pro. <laughs> we immediately see the hawk flapping frantically to get off. <laughs> yep. Ugh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that made me laugh more than it probably should when I watched no, it. No, <laughs> I, I, I lost it. There's some weak ass thermals right there. <laughs> some weak ass thermals. Uh, he talks more about how flying is awesome, and he felt so free, and that's when he decided to join the fight. And Fred got him on track, but then Rachel made sure he stayed there. Uh, and then we're in Rachel's neighborhood and Tobias is walking down the street. Rachel runs up to him and it's apparently the day after their first battle. She thanks him for the heroic rescue and was worried they'd see the last of him. And Tobias says, me too. You guys turning into animals really freaked my bean. And I just took longer to adjust to it. Um, and Rachel talks about her role in the fight, how she's thought about giving it up, and they're all going through the same thing and dealing with it in different ways, and Tobias feels validated by what she's saying. And... Uh, what? I... 
loved this. Uh, like, not not loved this in the way that I loved the rest of the train wreck for being a train wreck. Right, right, right. Genuinely. I genuinely loved how Rachel was in this scene because she was fucking peak book Rachel. And yeah. I appreciated that so much. Yeah. She was just so understanding and empathetic and just like... <sighs> well, like all of that but then then when she's talking about like how they're they're all dealing with it yeah tobias asked her this question like well how do you deal with it and mm-hmm. she just she very like not like not um gloating not like super overstated she just goes oh i just like i deal with it and i move on like just exactly yeah. like rachel i just yep. do what has to be done and yep. i like you know and i fucking loved that interaction yeah. so much yep it was very good it was so good. God, the whiplash is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> How did we get here? Yeah. <laughs> to genuine, nice, wonderful canon moment. Yeah, uh. it was just, it's insane. Like the the four steps we just did. And it's like, my head hurts. Because I genuinely loved this interaction. Yeah. <sighs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, and then she says all that great stuff, and mm-hmm. he walks her home. She goes into her house. They're cute. I love it. Mm-hmm. Precious. Um, and then Axe chimes in, and he says that Tobias has always been courageous and taught him to be as well. And that's also a very fucking nice thing to say. That is a very nice thing to say. Uh, They're cute. They are. They're all cute, and I love them. They're children. They're children. They're children. <laughs> Except for Christopher, who is a man. <laughs> Christopher, 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 Christopher. Christopher. <laughs> um, Tobias is like, thanks, Axe, but you're not off the hook. Axe says, I didn't know I was on a hook. And Tobias is like, no, no, no. How did you get away from the guy at Siberia? And oh, Axe says, God. I think it was the back door. And we fast cut to Axe getting thrown into a big pile of garbage. Mm-hmm. Um. The guy he pissed off at Siberia and his two friends laugh. And Axe is like, doesn't this happen to everybody? Uh, and Tobias is just like, oh, Axe. Oh, my God. Okay. My favorite <laughs> my favorite little detail that will once again convince me that Paulo has read the books is how he kept his body perfectly where it landed in the trash and just tried to turn his head all the way behind him. Oh! As if like he was trying to use just his eyes, like stock eyes, to look behind him. And it was... Oh. A beautiful detail. <laughs> oh my god. He just, he really just gets into the mindset of Axe and like he the does. physiological differences between being Andalite and human. Like, I think you're absolutely right. I think he has read the books. Like He must have, at least a few, like to yeah. get the character. Like, I, he just has to, like, he either has read the books and understands it or he was like born and destined to play this character <laughs> and like just inherits that body <laughs> yeah he's an andalated heart yeah but i i feel like he must have read the books <laughs> i i think yeah oh i really uh i don't think we ever will get to interview him but if we ever get a chance to interview him i would fucking love to I'm starting an email campaign no. right now. <laughs> I'd probably die. Uh, um, 
So yeah, he's in the garbage, and the guys leave. He gets out of the garbage, and the cabbie appears again. And he's like, hey, kid, you need a lift. And we think this is going to be, like, a nice, meaningful interaction. And that It the cabbie, starts that way. It starts that way. Like, maybe the cabbie grew to like Axe. And then we cut to just outside of a park. Cabbie pulls over and is like, this is as far as four bucks will get you, and kicks Axe out of the car. <laughs> I just, I love this, like, give and take. This, like... I'm going to be a jerk, but also kind of nice to you. But at the end, I'm mm-hmm. still actually a jerk. It's and like, just, I'm looking out for you, but I'm not actually going to, like, call <laughs> you. We're not friends, but also right. I'll make sure you get home okay. Kind of. I'll get you away from the bullies, but then yeah. I'm releasing you in this park where it's, <laughs> it is safe. I mean, it's a safe park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. This scene made me upset for a different reason. <laughs> The ice cream reasons. A le- yeah, a less indignant reason and a more like, this personally affects me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Axe is in the park and he waters over to this ice cream cart, no doubt attracted to the colorful umbrella that adorns it. Um, there's and then a- Tobias fucking goes weird. Sorry. Oh, no, Continue. no, no. What are you going to say? I was just going to say Tobias fucking gets weird about this. Oh, for a different reason. But anyways. Yeah. So there's a pretty girl working at the cart. She asks Axe if he wants some ice cream. And he says, yes, please. She asks him what flavor. And he says, Aximile Eskaroth Istel. Because fake it until you make it. Yeah, just to answer. If you don't understand the question, just go for it, man. Say your name. Yes or no. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is my fucking favorite answer the next one yeah yeah yeah. okay and he says his name and she's like okay and she just kind of rolls with it and i love her Um, yeah i love this lady she's so fucking nice and tobias at this point charms in with that dang she's cute and axe is like cute question mark um the girl asks axe if he wants one scoop or two and to which axe responds yes and which to i respond this is the correct answer this is the correct answer (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i loved it so much and i do that to matt all the time he'll be like oh do you want this for dessert or this for dessert and i'll be like yes yep (laughs) yep that's the appropriate reaction it's one of my favorite things (laughs) Anyway, so she is like, I'm just going to give you two scoops. And since you're cute, it's on the house. And Axe is like, what house? And he's very distressed about it. And she laughs. And Tobias is like, oh, my God, she's totally flirting with you. And Axe is like, I have no idea what that means. (laughs) She wants your body. I liked it when Tobias was like, you totally could have had her number. And he was like, for what? All I wanted was ice cream. Uh, same act same all i want is ice cream same i'm kind of thinking about getting ice cream now honestly oh damn oh i kind of want some now too i should probably have lunch first but ice cream is lunch ice cream is lunch (laughs) this is the rules that we made just now exactly and i can't not follow rules You wanted ice cream yesterday too. I was like, "Why are you screaming?" And you said, "I wanted ice cream." cream. I never got ice cream yesterday. I'm so sorry. Me too. Well, unlike us, Axe has ice cream now, and 
he kind of wanders away from the cart. And vaguely. <laughs> vaguely. Doesn't say anything. He just takes the ice cream and goes. <laughs> this is where I start to die. So he's trying to figure out how to deal with this newly acquired ice cream cone. First, he sniffs it. Then he bends it down to his foot to touch it to his shoe. And, like, this makes sense for the readers, because we know that Andalites eat through their hooves. I don't know what the TV people are left to believe, that he's just being silly, I guess. Yeah, I like, who wrote that? Like, this is what I mean by, like, this episode had some yeah. book stuff in it yeah. that just, I don't believe the TV people are capable of. Uh-huh. And I, I kind of love that. But yeah. also, you, you did the thing with Fred, so I don't know what to think. I don't know. <laughs> you can't be both. You can't be good and bad. They did the thing with Fred. They did the song with the flying. Oh, my God. And then they do this wonderful thing and the wonderful thing with Rachel and Tobias having a conversation. Ugh. And I'm just, I'm overall, this has just been a journey. It has. An odyssey of sorts. It is an odyssey. Well, he tries to eat the ice cream with his shoe and the ice cream girl sees him and she's like, hey, like, what the (laughs) fuck are you doing? And he immediately stops because he's like, oh, shit, I'm being very sus right now. Um, And he's then he starts pushing it into various places on his face, which was delightful. I loved it so much. And finally, he gets it to his mouth, not into his mouth, but like in the general vicinity and then he's distracted by a dog barking, which, again, same. Um, and he sees a girl throwing a stick for her collie, and he watches the dog go into the bushes to find the stick. And then he drops his ice cream on the ground, on purpose. I know this is a really big trigger for you, to leave food unattended and never come back to it. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Listen... It's usually because a character is forced to drop food because, like, oh, they're being attacked or they have to go do this thing real fast. But, like, Uh Aximily, my food-obsessed sweet boy, who has a particular affinity for sweet things, willingly drops this ice cream on the ground. I feel like it's because he never got to taste it, and this was so early on, he didn't know. But, like... Think about what would have happened if he had had the chance to eat this ice I, cream. I was so ready for it. I was expecting screaming and like thrashing going insane and climbing into the ice cream cart. Yes, knocking over the woman to get back into the ice cream cart. And then she realizes how much he loves ice cream and she loves ice cream and then they fall in love. I don't know. Anything could have happened. If we had cut out the entire scene with Fred, which we've already decided was entirely unnecessary, and we could have had those few minutes back to have the axe goes insane over ice cream scene. Yeah. This episode would have been improved so much. It would have been perfect. (laughs) I already enjoyed so much about this episode, but it would have gotten way better. Oh my god. I just... (sighs) He just drops it on the ground. Like, so many children. Think of all the children who have eaten their ice cream and it's fallen on the ground on accident. And he just throws it on the ground. Happy birthday to the ground. Jesus. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, you disrespect X. Yeah, it was it was a little bad. I mean, if I see a dog and I'm holding an ice cream cone, I might drop it to go pet the dog. Probably not, but maybe. If the dog is like... I can do both. Yeah, exactly. If the dog's like running loose and I have to go help catch it... I guess I pr- the dog's gone forever. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you could probably use the ice cream to lure the dog. I was going to drop it, but... <laughs> Honestly, I'd probably just, like, run with the ice cream and try to lure the dog with it. But, like, it's... I was so upset when he dropped it for many reasons. Yeah, I was upset as well. Yeah. It looked really good, too. It did. It was, like, funfetti or something. Yeah. Amazing. And he got it for free. And and like you said, I feel really upset when people drop food on the (laughs) ground. <laughs> I was so upset and I was already like dying a little bit from secondhand embarrassment and now this happens and I'm just like I'm done I'm done <laughs> the only thing that makes it okay is that there's a dog in the next scene there is a dog oh okay but guess what the dog's name is sugar sugar, sugar. <laughs> that can't be a coincidence no it's um, also a beautiful dog. We shouldn't bypass oh this, this gorgeous dog. Yeah. It's like a collie mix or like a... It is. Yeah. It's just so pretty. It's playing with a stick. It's being a really good dog. Yeah. I love her. I love her too. So yeah, the, the lady's throwing a stick for the dog. And um, then the dog just comes back, but it runs past her. And she's like, what the fuck? Sugar, where are you going? <laughs> And then she turns around and she sees another sugar running at her with a stick. And she's like, what? 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 <laughs> Which, like, I'd be very distressed, too, because I'd be like, which is the real dog? I I loved, though, that they never let her reaction settle. Like, they never showed her looking at the new dog with the stick. And then she was like, well, okay, I guess this is my dog. Like, they cut the scene while she's still, like, what the fuck? Yeah. What dog is it? And we like, just see the I dog running it. towards the camera with the stick and she's just like, ah! <laughs> what do I do? And then they cut. Like, they never let her come to a resolution. This could have been a 101 Dalmatian situation where where another person has a dog that looks just like your dog and then tries to steal your dog and you hit him with a, a bag full of bricks. No? I mean, I haven't seen this scene in a while. Oh. Don't they meet in a park and the dogs like run around them with the leashes and they get tied up and fall into each other? Yeah, because she's playing ball with, with her Dalmatian and Roger thinks it's Pongo. So he like tackles her and then she like runs up and attacks him with the bag. And then he realizes, oh, this isn't my dog. My dog was hiding behind Anita the whole time. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm getting it. Sorry. I'm remembering this scene. It's been a, it's been a minute since I've seen 101 Dalmatians, so... Don't be sorry. It's okay. It's been a while. That old doppelganger. Doggleganger? I don't know. The (laughs) doggleganger. I like that. Bizarro, bizarro, I love you, bizarro. (laughs) (laughs) We're almost done. So, okay. We go back to the barn. And Tobias is like, oh, that's how you got back. And Cassie comes in calling for Axe. And Axe, the dog, runs in a different entrance into the stall and presumably morphs directly into human? I thought that as well. And then, like, because I thought for sure we'd see him, like, as an and I'm like, either they're going to fuck this up or we're going to see him as an Andalite. 
but they did the morphing noises but then they hesitated like an extra five seconds and yeah. based on how fast it goes in this show i almost wonder if they were trying to imply he went from like to andalite and then to human okay i only heard one series of like squelchy I only cracking heard one yeah yeah but then they like then they paused for like another five seconds after that yeah so maybe so he... i was unsure yeah i wasn't sure either um it's i think it's implied that he somehow got to human in a way that is appeasing to everyone yeah um yeah i think so too and i actually that was a really kind of smart choice to let us to add just enough like fuzziness to either side of it that we're like, well, maybe yeah, enough ambiguity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, we'll we'll let this one slide. <laughs> it's not the worst thing that's happened. <laughs> no, God no. Um, Cassie rounds the corner and she's like, "Oh, look at you! You've gotten so much better at walking." And he says, "Much practice." And Tobias is like, "Yeah, much practice. You've been practicing all over town." And Cassie. <laughs> Cassie is none the wiser. She thought you were going to be a good boy and stay in the barn. She still thinks that. Yep. <laughs> Ugh. Um, and then I think she leaves again. And we fade back into the abyss where Axe is standing with Tobias on his arm. And Axe says, I must say, I've come to love being in my human form. And then Tobias is like, what memory is this? Because his human form has walked up next to them. And Axe launches into some shit about how it's an ongoing memory and Tobias is projecting himself as a human, some other bullshit. I don't know. Um, And Axe is like, Tobias, you were never gone. And it's an Andalite belief that our form is only a limited part of who we are and that's why we learned how to morph. And it's like, that's a really fucking nice thing to say. (laughs) It is, but then, the okay... I love this next part. Do you want me to take over? Do sure. you want to finish Go for your it. notes? Go for okay, it. Okay. So what I fucking love about this next part is that uh, Tobias is the one that, that actually kind of puts it all together. Like Axe is explaining it and then Tobias says something like, oh yeah, because this is like a living memory of my form. And then Tobias's human form starts to glitch out. Yeah. And it was almost like this moment of like, wait, did they read the books? Is this the start of like Mm. him really starting to accept himself as a hawk and stop thinking of himself as a human? And that's why his memories are. It was just like this really cool moment that like, again, it's like if they read the books, this is such a cool detail. And I just have no idea if they actually did or not. It was (laughs) It was a really nice visual interpretation of, of Tobias accepting himself. Like, yes. <sighs> and, and especially com- after Axe's line. Yeah. And like, it's accompanied by Tobias being like, I'm okay with this now. But like, yeah. the, the, the visuals reinforce that. And it's, yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah, it was so cool. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So human Tobias fades and Axe thanks Tobias for sharing his memories and it's been an honor. And Tobias is like, shut up with the honor stuff. Besides, the honor is all mine. And then we fade to black. Aww. Aww. That's the end. Yep. That's all <laughs> she wrote. It is. Um, but we have to rank characters now. But there's only four characters for us to rank today. That's true. We had a limited cast today. We had a super limited cast today. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess we'll just hop to it because I feel like we've 
we've said a lot of the yeah. character feelings already. But yeah, Rachel, five, obviously. Five. So good. So good. So oh. helpful and supportive and so in character. So in character. I love, I fucking, I know I've said this. I love that line where she's like, like, how does everybody else deal with this? Uh, you know, I just do it. I just deal with it. <laughs> fucking love just that. Do it. Chase your dreams. Chase your dreams. Yeah. So anyways, so her. And then one of our main characters, Tobias. Christopher, 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 Christopher. Christopher, 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 Christopher. I'm glad he got his own episode. Not really his own episode, because obviously Axe was like 50% of this episode. (laughs) But weren't we just saying, like, I feel like. The very last episode we recorded, we were like, why don't Tobias and Axe get any time together? Yeah. Yeah. Because we got that little bonding moment with the mouse. But now they got like a legit bonding moment and it was great. And I loved it. We we were right to feel that in the last episode. Yeah. Sean's forever doing stuff together. Sean buddies. Watching memories of each other getting beat up by bullies. While playing with their CD player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were great. Yeah. I I think Christopher got to really play in the space as a person. He did. Man. He did. And it was just really nice to kind of see him back on screen, I guess, as himself. Because, yeah. like, he does a great job with, with the just the voice acting. But, yeah, it was it was fun to see him. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. And he got to pet the hawk. He did. <laughs> he super did. I like how the so, hawk like immediately started grooming itself. It's like, don't yeah. touch me. That's that, that happens Damn with it. cats too. Like you pet a cat and then they're like, oh, you fucked everything up. I have to fix it now. Yep. God. Yeah. Um. Uh. So Cassie. Oh, Cassie. She's like, I'm trying to be nice to Axe and. Give him everything he needs and make sure he's okay. And then he just fucking leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Recklessly goes and leaves. Can't keep me and in a for farm, that Cassie. reason, I'm out. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was very, very much Cassie, except for the whole, like, I'm maybe going to smooch axe in the face. Yeah, that was such a weird moment. Uh, I blame the scriptwriters for that, though. I thought she did fine with what she had yeah, to work she, with. She did great. Yeah. She did a wonderful job. Yeah. So. And then Axe, <laughs> who did the best. <laughs> you already know how I feel about him on a regular day, and he was just, like, bringing it extra hard today. Next fucking level today just a delightful boy we got to see him the full range of emotion the goofy the upset the confused the bewildered ah <sighs> he's the just, walking the walking the talking the failing to eat everything was the, great the failing to flirt <laughs> the failing to exist Oh, he's just so wonderful. He is wonderful. 
I loved him so much in this episode. This is one of my favorites by far for Axe. Yeah. And this episode does have some problems, but don't they all? It does. <laughs> I mean, they do. And like, I... This one's got some like different Ooh. problems, though. This one's got different than usual problems. Yeah. This one's got like existential problems. More problemy problems. Than yeah. Normal. Problematic problems. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Ugh. I truly, though, I feel like if you cut that entire scene, it would not make a difference it, to this episode. It would not. Ugh. Uh, any last thoughts here? I don't think so. Okay. I think we're good. Well, then I'll just tell... Oh, hang on. Hang on. Yeah. There was one moment that I just remembered. There's... Okay. When Axe is waiting for the ice cream... There's there's one moment, it's one of those, like, freezers that, like, flips up and you, like, reach into it. Like, oh, yes. he was, like, sort of almost, like, chewing on the corner of the of the fridge door. Yes. And I totally forgot to mention that in the synopsis, but it was so funny. Oh, I love that. I caught that as well and was delighted by it. <laughs> He's like, oh, this thing is, like, near my face. What do I do with this? Just sniff it and maybe lick it a little <laughs> Just a little lick. Just a little one. <laughs> okay, that's all I have. Let's tell okay. them where to add us. At us at anonymousanimorphs at gmail.com or on Facebook at Animorphs Anonymous or Super Secret Super Awesome Subgroup The Endolite Bandolites, which is Facebook.com slash group slash Animorphs Anonymous. Or you can tweet at me at Animorphs Anon or you can Instagram me at Animorphs Anonymous, which I, by the way, first question, I did get a message. It was not related to anything episode-wise there on Instagram. And the first question was, I don't know if you check this. I do. (laughs) Do not question us. (laughs) How dare you? I mean, I I also answered that via DM. But just so you know, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that's great. (laughs) <laughs> i do I, I check it i check it yeah oh it's me it's me now oh yeah sorry what uh, up okay um if if you don't want to do any of that you can come to our discord server that we have and you can talk to alex myself and a bunch of other animorphs fan about animorphs and other stuff and just kind of whatever and we share pictures of our pets and our faces and it's great um, if you want the link to that, you should hit us up on any of our socials or our email, and we'll give you the link. That is correct. And every once in a while, I post it in the Andalite Bandalites group, too, so people can join in the fun. So keep an eye out there. If you're like, I don't want to at you, but I would like to join the Discord, every once in a while, you'll see it there. So Cool. What if I really, 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 really want to zigzag ah, but also read a webcomic? <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> I wasn't sure that sentence was going when I started it. <laughs> oh god, thrown for a loop. <laughs> oh man, uh I don't know how to play in that space, but um if you want to check out a comic that I make and draw, you should go do that. It's called Beside You, and you can go read that for free at bsideyoucomic.com. 
Or if you want to check out my Patreon, throw me a couple bucks. You can probably see some early pages before anyone else. They are months ahead. And you can check that out at patreon.com slash kcdstudios. And I recommend becoming a patron of KC because then you can get work in progress drawings. And they often say things like, oh, no, I forgot how to draw. But then you see perfectly drawn things and you're like, I don't understand (laughs) what's happening right now. (laughs) You get to see my my progress from I haven't drawn in several weeks to or like I haven't drawn in this specific way in several weeks. I draw like every day, but like (laughs) it's 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 a wild ride seeing really shitty drawings become much better drawings over the course of weeks. <laughs> Speaking of, of things that are free that have one or both of us in it, in this case, just you, um, w- is there another podcast that you're a part of maybe? Um, well, if it's, if it's just me, if you're like, whoo, I don't know. I don't know about that Casey. I want more Alex. I don't know about that Casey. She's pretty fucking shady. So (laughs) very um, sus. (laughs) Very Casey's very sus. Can I get one with just Alex? Uh, The answer (laughs) to that is no. But if you also enjoy Drew and David, you can get one with the three of us. (laughs) And it is called From Cadmus to Crisis. This is a Superboy podcast, and uh, it's a podcast about the '90s comic Superboy, not Superman. It is the boy. The boy, the boy edition, boy. the boy edition, and we're on there. Uh, I know almost nothing about. I mean, I feel like now I actually know a decent amount about Superboy. But when it starts, I know nothing about Superboy, and um, I just read voices for characters. And this is um, just a little snippet for people here. This is a super secret between all of us here listening. What's coming up is we're reading one of the Alpha Centurion books, and I'm very Ooh. excited about that because David voices the Alpha Centurion, and just a little snippet of that is, it's a me, the Alpha Centurion. <laughs> the Mario Centurion. Mm-hmm. Love it. It's delightful. I I laugh on mute for a long time every time he voices the Alpha Centurion, so Aww. come check it out. <laughs> Perfection. <sighs> yep. All right. How do we leave? Um, I guess through the back door. Isn't that how it's done? 